Here we are back again after a long rest back at the barbershop. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined via satellite from Cincinnati. Lamar Johnson, how you doing today, brother? Doing good, man. What's up, fellas? Good to see you. Good to see you. And the man behind the scenes, as always, keeping the show going or not. A1, how you doing today, buddy? Great. Glad to be back after after the brief hiatus. Yeah, it was a little little break that we took there. I don't remember the last time we talked was probably, what, at, just after the Super Bowl? I don't know. Seems like a long time. It was a, it was a long time. A whole lot has happened in the sports world since we last talked. Uh, I'll let you go first and talk about your uh, just briefly talk about your your experience there in Cincinnati. Um, you guys lost in I think was it the second round. Yeah. The second the second round in the tournament. Just your whole experience going back and you know maybe what it was compared to what you thought it was going to be like being back at school, being back around the game in a coaching environment. Um. Um, it went by pretty fast, but it was, it was, it was fun. It still is fun. Um, I mean, I don't see the guys as much as I used to, but every now and then, you know, I go in there, lift with them, or go shoot with them, or play play ball with them. But it was, it was, it was interesting. Um, just we got a great group of kids here. Um, they they play their butts off, and we had a we had a good season, man. Thirty wins. You know, losing to a team that you know probably got the number one pick in there. Another top ten pick, a big man that's probably going to play in the league in double digit years. Nothing to um, you know hold a head down for. I, I thought we had overall um, a, a really good season. Okay, what what? Tell me, tell us a quick story about what what were the players' reception of you when you got there? I know you were telling me before a slight uh, not knowing of your game sort of situation there, a little underestimation of your game or your place in the game of sorts. No, that was just trash talk. Um, I don't, I don't know how much they knew about me, but you know, I just I was telling you like the one time I just asked one of my one of the kids, I was like, "Who you think can beat me one on one in this team?" And he, I expect him to say himself because you know he's confident and he, he should, but he ran off like five or six dudes. I'm like, "All right, <laughs> I was like, oh. I said, hold on now, I'm really, I'm gonna have to prove some points around here." Um, um, yeah, I, I didn't think they realized how much of a god I really was, um, but they 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 they, they learn. <laughs> they learn. Not nobody's <laughs> questioning that anymore, huh? No, they still talk their trash, but they they they've seen it. Okay, got you. Um, any thoughts about last night's national championship game? About Gonzaga? I guess finally. I mean, they they kind of you know for years. They burst on the scene now, I guess, probably like 15 years ago or so, and kind of with the Cinderella, and they've gone from Cinderella to, you know, number one seed and still unable to get the job done last night by, you know, by seconds, really. They, they, were with, they, they had to lead with as little bit as two minutes left. But um, UNC, another powerhouse school, wins another one. Um, any thoughts about that game or, you know, just the state of college basketball with Gonzaga and UNC? Or just the uh- tournament as a whole? Oh yeah, I mean, I I really thought because Gonzaga was winning all these games and not really playing anybody, I thought Gonzaga was a fluke. Really, mm-hmm. I thought they could potentially go into a tournament and lose their first two games. Um, but they 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 won some big games and proven to be, you know, a really good team. Um, 
North Carolina, you know, is one of the teams that a lot of people pick to, to win it from, from the start of the tournament. So, um, no, no surprise there, but Gonzaga really, really proved to me that they were, you know, a real team because through the, throughout the year, I thought they was a fluke. So I'm watching this Gonzaga game, uh, first time, I think probably about three games ago. And I see the first thing that jumps out of me is the big dude in the middle, huge guy with the beard. Uh-huh. balding and everything, all right? Dude clearly yeah, is like was, in his mid-30s. My guy was like, well, I hate to be the one trying to push him off the yeah. block. So right. now I go look, and I'm like, wow, you know, this guy is huge. He he's, he moves for a guy his size. I mean, he runs up and down the court. Um, And then I'm like, wow, I wonder what his draft stock is. And then I come to find out there's none. Like, right. what, what is, is that, does that just speak to where we are at the game today? Like, I mean, is it just, and then that being said, when I go look at Draft Express, one thing I noticed, the first 13 picks are... 12 freshmen. Mm-hmm. And I want to say about eight or nine point guards. <laughs> okay. So essentially it's like everybody, which is kind of odd because as far as I'm concerned, right about now, there's probably about 15 teams in the team that have a great point guard. You know what I mean? So you start saying we're going to add, you know, 10 teams are going to use a first round pick on a point guard. Hmm. That's kind of odd. You know, one of these you great, know, these, these days they'll play two point guards on the court at the same time. Do, do you think when you look and you see, I mean, I got, Back when we were growing up, another ten years, somebody like that, they would have been mentioning him as a number one pick. I mean, a guy like Ola Wakambi got drafted number one overall and had no and had no resume. Right. You know what and I mean? Got, got like, well, the game is different now. I mean, I, the game would be a lot, a lot more fast than it is. I mean, with what he's playing right now, and even against he could play, but even against um Oregon, like they blocked this shot a good three, four times. Just you know, the long athletic guy. Not not Oregon. Um, it was South Carolina. Um, you know, he was, um, trying to do reverses. They was, they was chasing, you know, a lot of his shots. And that's definitely going to happen in the NBA when you get out there with guys with his size that can run faster than him, jump higher than him. Um, I do think he will somehow, you know, get on the team, get into a camp. He'll be in the NBA. Yeah. I'd imagine he'd be on a camp, but it just, it's crazy that literally 15 years ago, he would have been the number one pick. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I mean, Michael O'Kambi came out of a college named Pacific. Yeah. With no domination, no nothing, and was the number one pick overall. Well, you know, back in the day, all you had to do was be seven feet and, and, and can play a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it definitely uh, changed. And on the other side of that, something that none of us saw coming, uh, UConn women lose. Yeah. How, how like, bizarre is that? And then I knew that as soon as the team that beat them, I said, they're going to go and lose on the next round. And I feel like, uh, the national champion, uh, South Carolina, is it that one? South Carolina one. Yeah. They need yeah. to send that team such a big thank you letter and, a, you know, give them half of the ring for knocking off Goliath. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's, I think that's good for the sport. Um, I was really un, uninterested in UConn women just keep winning. Right. Blowing everybody out. And now that, you know, they did lose and now another team has won it, I think it helps out the sport. I agree. I think it, I, I mean, it's, they'll still be number one next year, and I don't doubt for one second they'll probably win another thirty games next year. But at least, at least you know you create that that it's possible. You know that what I mean? Po- that it is possible. Yeah, because yeah, before it's like they're just not going to. I didn't think they were ever going to lose again in life. Yeah, I, I was. <laughs> they posted. They posted a stat right and said the top five longest um, winning streaks in in college basketball history. They had four of them. They had four of the five. Yeah. You know, it's like one hundred and ten. One ninety, one that's an eighty, 
and like one that's a step, and I'm pretty sure another one's coming now. Right. You know what I mean? But no, it is it is good that at least that you give the rest of the field some sort of hope. Some sort of hope, exactly. Yeah. So, so I mean that that one it definitely uh, didn't see coming. I wonder how many people actually had like South Carolina in their bracket. I'm, that has to be like less than three percent in a women's yeah. bracket. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I, you got to guess. I'm happy for Don Sterling though. Um, I know I met Don long time, like in high school or something, man. You know, and I followed her career. I liked her as a player, and I'm happy for her running this. She's a big part of uh, women's basketball history. Mm-hmm. A huge part. I mean, she's. She's one of the, you know, founding mothers, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't even sound right. But, you know, she's one of the founding figures. You know, one of the – that's the name that generations know. And she, she's she yeah. been instrumental. Huh? Pioneers. Perfect. That's why A1's good for something. That A1 is good for something. Um, Let's jump over into the NBA. Uh, a lot of quick – matter of fact, we get one NFL story. Let's get that out the way. Um, Tony Romo. Like, who saw this coming? I don't believe it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what kind of deal he signed. But um, at some point in time this year, somebody's going to need a quarterback. And this time this year, they need one now. This team said they need one right now. They need one now. And I don't know if if this was something that was forced on him. Him and Jerry was just like, man, you know, I just I'm not going to cut you. I'm not going to trade you, man. Just just go this way. Don't put me in that position. I, it's weird because I believe that Romo is, is a hell of a quarterback, and he still got years play. It's just unfortunate that, especially when you got so many teams that need a quarterback. And like not in a, not in a million years, because I could I've told you at the beginning of next last season that this is how like you're not gonna believe this. Romo's gonna get hurt. You're like I believe that. Then this rook, this rookie kid's gonna come in, lead them to the playoffs, and the Cowboys are just not gonna need him anymore, and no other team wants him either. Like what? Right. That doesn't even make any sense. I mean, it's teams that's that's ready right now that that could just use use the quarterback. Meanwhile, yeah. Mike Glennon's somewhere getting $45 million. Yeah. That, that, that's just wild. And AP still without a job. Yeah. He met, didn't he? He met yesterday with the, um, Patriots, right? That's cheating. That would be called cheating. I was, <laughs> that's, um, uh, that's what you call not fair. That is, that it doesn't, isn't fair at all. And I hope he don't go there. I'm mad. I was mad he even took, took a meeting with them. The thing is, when they, when I first heard that he went with the, uh, the Seahawks, I was like, that wouldn't be fair. You know, I mean, I was like, that's not nice. And then you say the Patriots, that's that's even worse. Rather him go to the Patriots. I mean, I'd rather him go to to the Seahawks. The um the thing is what what I'm hearing, which I'm almost ninety percent sure is true, is that the problem with AP isn't that there's not the suitors, is that I still think AP wants his money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he wants his money and he's you know what I mean, older guy. Getting, took a lot of hits, and I don't know if they. A lot of people are saying that he's not going to get that same treatment that he got in Minnesota. Basically, what you mean in terms of just getting that workload, just being the not not, not having to practice. Okay, got you. Not taking the curry in the preseason. Um, I don't know his parking spot. His <laughs> right, right, right. Got you. The overall, the presidential treatment. Field for the games, you know, little stuff like that. Right, the presidential treatment. Well, you know, he's yeah. not getting that in New England. Not at all. So, so I'm sure he knows that, and he knows what else he's not getting. In New England is money. I'd love to have him. I heard rumors of us of us wanting him early. I, I heard that early, and I, I from just from what I gathered with my own two senses that you know Rome he's he's he was he was due to make something ridiculous like 18 million dollars or something this year, and to him, 
I think he's saying, let's call it even and, and say nine. And I think teams are like, yeah, we're thinking like three, one year, $3 million. <laughs> you know, and he's probably thinking like, I haven't made $3 million since I was like 12. You know what I mean? Like that's the, yeah, that's, <laughs> that'd be ridiculous. Like I'm not doing that. Right. And no, I'm not competing for anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, nah, I'm Adrian Peterson. You see, and I somewhat get it. I mean, his last, his last healthy season, he led the league in rushing. And I don't see how I think he can continue to do it. I mean, the thing is, you see both sides, though, right? I mean, you see the team side and you just be like, yeah, I'm not paying you that. Yeah, yeah I, do. I do. You know what I mean? I mean, it's and one thing in Minnesota, because it's like, you know, your body of work represents it. It's a whole other thing when it's like, you haven't done anything here. Why are we paying you all this money? You know, and it, and it, I mean, nobody would be surprised if he just got hurt again and that was the end of it. I mean, that's that's how it ends. All right. I, I remember. That, go ahead. That position, that position is, is, you know, they just feel like they can. And I, I don't, when it comes to him, I think it's different. But, you know, teams feel like they can just get any young running back to just run hard and, and work with that because it's such a passing league. But I do think Adrian Peterson is, you know, one of them rare guys that could make any team better. I do think Adrian Peterson is obviously special. That's not up for debate. But I do know in this day and age, if I was a GM and I was building a team, that'd be probably one of my last stops would be a running back. You know what I mean? And I feel like, because here's the thing is, I feel like a great running back can't do anything behind a bad line. But if you have a good line, all running backs will look good. You know what I mean? So no point in having a great running back if you don't have any offensive line. And if you have a solid offensive line, you can put, you know, any, this, I mean, there's so many talented backs out there. That the right back in the right system, it works. Well, when you when you got a good running game, it, it helps out the passing game. I mean, look at Dak mm-hmm. Prescott last year with Ezekiel get five plus yards of carry it makes third down that much easier, and it makes play action, you know, that much easier, and it helps it helps out the passing game as well. I I agree with that one hundred percent. Um, basketball now, moving on over to the NBA. Hold on, go ahead. Do we miss some comments? I see, I see a lot of things going up and down. There. I can't see what they're saying, though. Go ahead, anyone? Um, Adam Shapiro said uh, he needs to sign a one-year deal and prove himself. Uh, Romo would start for 10 to 15 teams. And Antoine Sewell brought up the um, Patrick Ewan, George Yes. George yes. yes, true. We can start there because before we get to the NBA. Thank you, Twine. That was, uh, Tone, that was on my uh, on my things there, too. Um Patrick Ewing gets the job at Georgetown. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Williams came out with a little video. Did you see that? I just I just seen it like a few minutes before we, we went on. And people are frying him for his for his saying. And to be honest with you, I really didn't have a problem with anything that he said. Um especially considering who he is and what he's accomplished and what he is in this game. One, he's a he's already proven national champion and two he knows college basketball in terms of what the day in and day out consists of and he start he preferenced it by saying he likes Patrick Ewing thinks Patrick Ewing is a great guy so it's not personal I just question whether he will knows what it takes to do that and I've never met Patrick Ewing a day in my life but the thing that everybody's from what we've always heard there's nothing that I've heard about him that suggests like Jason said, that he will be leaving one game and go meet and sit in some 14-year-old kid's living room and tell him how great he is and da-da-da-da. I, I just never got that from Patrick. Right. Um, well, when I, when, I, um, when, I, when I heard it, I, I, I agree, you know, a lot of the stuff that he was saying, but I do feel like 
Patrick knows that. Patrick isn't stupid. Patrick knows what's, what's a part of being a, a college coach. Now, he ain't necessarily got to do that. You know, he got to, you know, hire. And the game is different from being. I, I thought, because I was talking about this, you know, with some of my coaches and guys um, last week, and I just was like, man, I don't think Patrick really want that pressure of taking a while. Go ahead, sorry. Pretty easy to um be the assistant, you know, in in in, in Charlotte, you know, over there with his with his guy Jordan than being a head coach of Georgetown. It's, it's a lot more pressure. I just didn't know if um, Pat Pat wanted that. I mean, I heard they couldn't give that um, Georgetown job away. I think the guy Xavier turned down five million, um, and I, I don't know how many other people was really trying to take that job, but um. I do think Pat would just have to hire some. It'll be interesting to see his um assistants. Those assistants is going to be um probably got to got to be some guys that are familiar with recruiting and they got you know connections to these AAU coaches and high school coaches and guys that's going to you know get out on the road you know and go get them kids. Now as far as recruiting, um Patrick is one of the best centers of all time. Georgetown mm-hmm. is prestigious university and i do feel like his name alone can can you know bring some guys in there even just as a development like man i can turn your guy your center into a pro um just from that aspect alone but a lot of the the day-to-day work the assistants do that anyway but at the at the last stage of for those top end recruits like yourself you were a top end recruit you wouldn't take a program serious if you didn't speak to if the head coach didn't come to you, would you? Um, you don't see him. You don't see him at some point, but but your assistants and that's how a lot of these assistants get jobs anyway, by being able to recruit. Right. You might not even like you might not even like the head coach. But that assistant is your guy. You're comfortable with him and he, he bring he brought you in there. That's how it happens a lot. Okay. What did you what do you think about staying within the Big John tree? Or did you uh, think it was time for Georgetown to move? I was hearing that too. Um I don't know how much um, how much influence. I guess it's not like, you know, Patrick is his son. I'm sure he looks at um John like a father figure, but I don't know if John would be able to, you know, control Pat as much. As he can his son, so it's it'll be it's gonna be interesting to see how that works out over there, how how Patrick handles you know that's that situation. Yeah, I'm I, I I'm all for Patrick, and I would I would have liked to seen him. He's been in the NBA now for probably over a dozen years now, uh, you know, at the, as a coach and whatever not. And I would have liked to seen him get his shot at the NBA level, and and, and you know right. be an NBA head coach. Right. And you know I I, I feel like Patrick might have taken this because. There's no other coaching job coming anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I I, I still just thought Patrick. I'm like, man, Pat's not taking this job. He is. It's too easy to be NBA assistant and right. just, right. you know, and just cruise that cruise that out. I'm saying it's, it's, There's a huge look. difference between coaching in the NBA and coaching in college, and mm-hmm. it's not for everybody. And it, it's you know. There's two complete the different sides that you don't have at the NBA level or in the professional level in terms of and in, and you can might even argue that's the bigger side. You know the the recruiting side might even be the bigger side. Right, but like I said, that's 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 going to be on 
on your assistants who you who you hire to do that. The the head coach don't do a whole lot of whole lot of that. All right, in the NBA now, over the last a story that we've been talking about for a couple of years now, it's really starting to pick up some traction now, and it's going to need to be addressed, and it has been somewhat. These NBA wrestling players, mm-hmm. okay, the uh, commissioner has said something, um, but you really can't force somebody to do something. Um, Golden State had a marquee game with, I believe it was the Spurs. I might mm-hmm. be wrong on that. Was it the Spurs? The and, Spurs. And rested all their players. Yeah. Um, like nobody the, played. I only did the Spurs players. I mean, they even they rested Eagle Dollar. You, you know what I mean? Who's the, the, the sixth man. So yeah. wh- what do you think about this? And what, what, what can you do about it? Um, I'm not, I'm hold not on, hold sure. On, hold on. Let me, let me start off first with a different question that only you could relate because we don't know. You've done the NBA rigor. Are you buying this? I need rest stuff. It, it, is are these road trips where the ten cities in two weeks? Is that something that you buy? Is like, nah. Trust me, you guys need rest. Um, I never, I never played forty minutes a night, so no, I never wanted to rest. Um, and nah, guys, guys been been doing that for years, and now you know guys are living a lot more comfortable than the players. That were playing back then, flying commercial flights, and you know, mm-hmm. not staying in the best hotels. I think, and not having all the 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 training stuff that they have now available for you when your body is tired. These boots and stuff, you know, these guys can wear after games to you know get their recovery back. There's all kind of stuff that that you can do now. Um, but when you got pops, you know, who, who really started doing that, and and you see the success that came along with it. You know, it's a domino effect. I mean, it's a copycat league. Guys started, guys started to do it, and, I, and sometimes it's strategic, not trying to show your hand. And sometimes, you know, guys just need rest. And really, pops had an older team. Right. Now, when you got like LeBron, you know, you got a guy which I don't know. I can never imagine LeBron ever getting tired. I don't think he's a human. Mm-hmm. But you know, he he earned his right to be able to sit down. But why is Kyrie sitting down? Um, why these guys, you know, these guys in their young 20s and mid-20s, why they resting? Is it is it okay to just ignore the number one purpose of all this, though? Like, the number one purpose is that this is an entertainment business mm-hmm. and that you have th- – there is no NBA without the fans, right? And that, the mm-hmm. reason that LeBron is worth half a billion dollars, or maybe the whole billion now, you know, yeah. is because of that. So, you know – the the LeBrons and the Steph Curry's of the world, I kind of feel like you have to, you, you know what I mean, and it, it you have to realize that it's something that's bigger than you, and you owe you never you know you hate to say the words you owe, but this is an entertainment business and you make a pretty penny off of it, you you know what I mean, and you can say yes, our goal is to win a championship, and that's that's what Pops is saying. Pops says my goal, and Steve Curry and all these other guys say my goal is to win a championship. That's everybody's goal. Like, and that being, like, being in inside of the locker room is different. I mean, the fans are the fans. They they want to see an entertaining game. They pay to see a game, and I and you know I get it. But as a player, as a coach, your job is to win games, and you you want to you know do do whatever you got to do to win. Right. You know, always the coach and the player's job is to win games. Now, there's somebody over top of them 
would be the NFL owners and the and the and the commissioner. Their job is to put on a product, you know, and and sell these products and sell that you're going to see this person when you pay this price. And, and, you know, so what we have now is for lack, it's a it's a conflict of interest between two people, two two different sides. Well, the thing, the thing, the thing about the NBA is it's it's not like football where you get 16 games. These guys playing 80 plus games in the playoffs, playing 100 games. Um, some of these teams. So it's not like you can't, you know, see these guys play now. And where it hurts is, you know, that maybe that one fan or a few yep. fans yep. just tickets to this specific yep. game and can't get tickets to another game and they, they miss out on that player and it does suck. The, but them guys just, they, they trying to win games. I don't, and I don't know why you got to rest four and five guys. You know what I mean? Maybe take one guy and rest in this game, rest another guy the next game. But the, um, they, my kids who are getting about that age and they're, they're, they're one of the part of the Curry mania. They love Steph Curry, right? So they said, you know, we've seen all this and we've done this and they've done that. Dad, we want to see Steph Curry play. And I said, you know what? They're good kids. They earned it. So I go and I take a gander at these prices. They can wait. <laughs> okay. After I look at the prices for that game, it was like, you know, 250 to sit in the 200s. So you're looking at a thousand dollars to not even, yes. Absolutely. To not even be anywhere close to the court. Luckily for me, there was a Maryland game on the same day, so I was able to substitute and get uh, good tickets to the Maryland game for them. But I digress. If I was to fork out this $750 to show up down there and find out that Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and these guys were not paying, do you understand how upset I would be? Rightfully so. I mean, like for you to be charging that, I mean, there has to be some sort of way that I mean, there's kids, and those and those are the future. You know, that's what your brand is built off of: kids becoming fans and buying products. And you know, you go to the game and you buy them a Curry jersey, you buy a T-shirt, you you buy an eight dollar soda, and that's the money that they use to pay LeBron and Steph Curry these astronomical these astronomical numbers. So I feel like there needs. I mean, if you want to rest, what about you sign autographs for kids for three hours during the game? You're not. You're just resting. You're not doing anything. Those are your options. If you sit out while you're healthy, you go and you meet and you talk with fans or, or kids. Is that something that you think a player would be interested in or worth it? No. <laughs> no? Why? You just don't want to be bothered? Rather play? I mean, it's, I don't, are we talking about just wrestle if guys are really injured? No, no, no. Some, not if you're really injured. If you're really injured, that then you're really injured. That, that that's, that's part of the game. Some guys, you know, when they rest like pops, just, just send them home. They won't even be in the building. Pop's thing is unique in that nobody pays to see any of his players. <laughs> you know, I mean, you might pay to see the Spurs package, but nobody says, man, I'm going to the game. I sure do hope Manu plays tonight. I mean, Manu plays 15 minutes anyway. You know what I mean? Like, so that's the, I'm, I'm talking about the LeBron and Steph. They are what drive this league. That's what people pay for. The reason that these organizations are worth, you know, now a billion dollars is because of LeBron and Steph Curry. And Westbrook and, and those guys. And you say a guy like Harden and Westbrook, they play eighty two. Mm. And but a lot of it is on is on your coaching too. Um Steve Kerr is from that from that Pops tree. And you know, for like, you know, them few families that, that didn't get a chance to see Steph and LeBron play and they're pissed off, there's thousands, thousands of other people who get the chance to see him every other night. And it's not going to change. It's not going to change their money. Everybody's still going to get paid, and 
the majority of the people who go to them games are still going to be able to say them. It's just that one, two games, yeah. three however many during the season, they just they missed out. I mean, even just the other day, that, that, that game that we were talking about was a nationally televised game. It was on TNT. And I think that's yeah. two or three times that's happened now where, you know, let's all get together and watch the Spurs Golden State game. That's a big game, yeah. right? Maybe go out and hit no, a ball. That was, a, that, was, that was on ABC. That was hey, on. Okay, uh, even yeah. worse. You know, let's, yeah. let's do this. And then it's like, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that changes a lot of stuff. Right. Now, I mean, I don't personally don't like it, but I mean, I, I get it. Like you say, when you, it's a copycat league. Yeah. You, you, I just wonder, I just wonder if there even is a solution when you have, you have two separate entities. They're supposedly working together with one goal, but the truth of the matter is, is there's not one goal. You know what I mean? And that's when you have a conflict. Absolutely. I, when I went to the, um, to the GM, the GM camp thing the NBA had um, this summer and it was just like, you know, you got to, a part of the job is okay. You got to, you know, try to put the best, you know, product out there, you know, give your coach the best players you can get at the same time. And you also want to make money, make money, you know, for the team. You got, you know, the president, they, they're worried about ticket sales. You got the coach, they just worried about winning. And sometimes that does conflict when you, when you're talking about resting players and, um, when you want players like, you know, you might got before the game, they might want a player to go sign autographs or do something or have an appearance, mm-hmm. you know, the day of the game for the game. And the coach is like, nah, why the hell you, I got my player, you know, doing an appearance. We got three, four games this week. You need to get some rest. And they like, man, we trying to sell this product. And coach like, nah, my player need to be ready, you know, be rested for the game. And sometimes it does, you know, conflict. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, and I, I don't even know really where there is. The, the, the thing that I can, that it kind of reminds me of in just a normal day, cause it's, it's a very rare instance that you have two people working together, but you have separate goals. Um, so at my job, you know, I, I remember just a real quick story. I have a certain bar back that we would work with. And, you know, if it's slow, we're all trying to get out of there early. We close at midnight. If it's great, we can get out of here at midnight. You know, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Every time I work with this bar back and we're slow, I'm like, man, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. We just never seem to get out of there, ever. Then I hit him one day. I said, why can't we ever get out of here on time? Like, it's early. Nobody's in here. We didn't make any money. Let's go home. Then it hits me. It says, I get paid by the hour. <laughs> you know, so leaving here at 12, I don't care what, I don't care who's in here. Like, I'm trying to leave at one. If we could stay here till two, it'd be even better. Right. You know, so me and him are on the same team. We work together. But we got mm-hmm. different goals. I want to go home. He wants to stay on the clock. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? So it's sort of the same thing. You know, so right. Pop is operating. He's trying to win a championship. They're trying to sell tickets. Pop don't give a damn about selling tickets. At all. <laughs> you know, so so you have a little bit of a problem there. Um, On the court, since we last talked, we haven't even talked since KD went down. And there was an arc that first week or so, maybe even more than that, the 10 weeks that they went down, all of a sudden Golden State looked awful. Like they just yeah. couldn't do anything without KD, and yeah. Steph didn't look like Steph anymore. Uh, you know, Clay didn't. Look, they they just Draymond is what we thought he was, as, as Danny Green would say. Mm-hmm. Draymond, uh, you know, he's always talking about how he could be a superstar. <laughs> okay, um, and then they kind of start. Then Steph out of the blue just got a swag back, and he became the two time MVP. Because for a second there was looking like this guy was the unanimous MVP last year. Like wow, he's 
mm-hmm. you know, not looking at anything like that. And then now, boom, they're hitting their stride. KD's on his way back as early as Saturday. Um, they're saying possibly. Uh, just speak on that on that Golden State thing. And I mean, how big of a difference is it when KD went down, being as this team's been playing without KD more than they have played with him? Well, what happened is they 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 got used they got used to him being there on offense and on defense. And when you got somebody, I mean, he's having you know career shooting numbers, you know, this year when you got you know twenty eight points and eight rebounds and two blocks. When you lose that. It, it makes it harder on everyone else. And, you know, they don't have Harrison Bonds in there, um, Bogut there. So it takes you a while to adjust. And it's kind of like my year at Cincinnati when, you know, we lose in the second round of Tulsa. And, and actually when Kenyon went down at the end of the, end of the year, we beat Louis, we beat St. Louis by 40 points. After he went down? No, but before he oh, went okay, down, right, we played. Right, right. He beat him up forty. The next game, um, when he when he when he got hurt, we had to play him again in our conference tournament. We lose to the same team that we just won by forty, and then and and we because it just was it happened so fast. We were so dependent on on Kenyon, even though if we play that team again, we'll probably still kill him. If we play Tulsa again in the second round, we'll probably win. But we just we didn't know how to, you know recover so quick from you know a person that did so much for us um to go down we had to you know need time to get used to playing without that player and i think that's sort of what um go to state was going through it there after a while you know it's now okay they they started to get to get a feel back of you know how they gonna play without them i mean so now while all that's going on uh lebron james and friends uh super the superpowers they all of a sudden just can't stop anybody from scoring. I'm watching some of these games. I'm tuning in, and these teams got 70 in the first half. Right. And is this still nothing to see? Just just them figuring out some kinks? So it's starting. I mean, we, we've kind of gotten used to that now with LeBron and, and, his, and his teams that, you know, they all hit this little patch in the middle of the season. But normally by this time, you're starting to hit your stride and, and, and rev up. As now it's starting to look like Cleveland is sputtering. Meanwhile, some of these other teams that we've been writing off are, you know, not looking so shabby. A Boston, a Toronto, the Wizards are looking, you know, they're looking better than we thought, and Cleveland's looking much worse than we thought. What do you they make are, of that? They are all the teams are looking are looking good. Cleveland, Cleveland, I still, I still, I'm still taking them to go to the finals. Um, playoff basketball is is a lot different. It's it's slowed down more. Teams aren't scoring as much in the playoffs like that, and they they've all they've been there. They they the reigning champions, and I feel like play when playoff time comes, they'll all they'll all be locked in. Now, I don't know if Kyrie or if Kevin Love ever going to be great defenders, um, but the the details in playoff basketball is just is very different. You're preparing for the same team over and over again. You're not worried about you know a, a, a quick a quick scout of this team. Then you got to worry about the next team tomorrow. You focus on this team, and um, I think once they, like I said, they they they've been there. You see any? Do you see any of these teams could give them even a seven game? You think any of those yeah, teams could push? Yeah, them I can see. I can see any of the top four teams can can take them seven games. I just don't see them winning. See those other three teams. Put those other three teams in order. We'll all agree that Cleveland's here, as they should be. They're the champion. Those next three potentials, which would be Wizards. 
Celtics, and Raptors. Put those mm-hmm. three in order for me of which might cause the biggest threat to to Cleveland. Biggest threat to Cleveland? Yeah. Is there a team um, that I'm missing? Do we want to? We just want to stick with those three, right? I, you're not taking the Hawks this, or nah, yeah, just those three, um, just those Milwaukee three. Bucks, um, they're playing really well lately. Well, wow, I'm, th- I'm, I thought, I, I, I was thinking the Wizards might be one, the 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 biggest um, task for them. But with with Ibaka in Toronto, I like I like that move a lot for Toronto and Kyle Lowry. You know, get back right. That could be. That could be dangerous for them too. I think um, Boston's probably three, three on on the list for that. Really? Yeah. Because they're actually the one that would be the they're the one who's highest right. in the in the in the in the seating. But you just yeah. you just find them with uh, not as not as prepared as the other ones. Yeah, not yeah, not not in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean it's we've we've seen the same song and dance before, and to be honest with you. It is a little bit alarming because they have we, – we did know that Love and, and Kyrie are not defensive players of the year. But it's, as they start adding these other players on, it's starting to look like none of them are. You know what I mean? Like, and they, and we, we know that LeBron's job is to, is to fill in where everybody else is missing. And at a certain point, though, there's just too many holes. You know what I mean? And, and you, can't, you, can't, you can't cover up all of these uh, inept defensive liabilities. Um, mm-hmm. But again, in a seven game series, if this was an NBA, if this was an NCAA bracket where you, any one game eliminates you, then yes, I would say one of these teams have a chance. But in a seven game series, I have, I find it hard to believe that any of those teams would beat Cleveland four times. Cleveland's a really good team, man. They got some players in that team. From top to bottom, everybody can play. Mm-hmm. Shooters all over the place. Best player in the world. Point guard that can score. Two. Probably. Two point guards. Right, two that. I mean, they 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 got a really good team, and like I say, once playoff time come, them guys going they 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 going. I feel like they're going to be where they got to be defensively because that same team is is the same team that 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 was stopping Clay and Steph from from getting their shots off last year. Now on the other side, do you think it's going to be as easy for Kevin Durant to just plug himself right back in there in Golden yeah. State? Yeah. I mean, cause, cause the way they play, it's not like they play like they played in OKC where he's just forced the basketball. They just play a team game and KD is going to, he's going to make the right plays. They're going to make the extra pass and he's going to knock down shots. Um, the, the way he play, he's, he's, like I said, he's not going to force it much. So I think he, he jumped right back in there. Okay. He's probably, he probably practiced with the guys too. I mean. So would you would you still lock in Golden State in or you or what, what do you think about San Antonio? Love San Antonio. San Antonio can, can can potentially beat them. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet my money on it. I'll still pick Golden State. Okay. Now for the million dollar endless question that's been going on for uh, you know all season long. MVP. I think Russell will get it. Really. I do. I don't I mean we we we've talked about this before. Um I'm not a fan of of you know how I feel like these triple doubles are very forced. Um You saw that video that that Oral posted about I the, did. about I, the I, rebounds. What do you think of that? I've been saying it. I've been saying it all year cuz there's there's no way um on a team that got Steven Adams 
um, Enos Cantor, and they picked up Taj Gibson. Three guys right there that can average a double-double. Mm-hmm. All them guys are, are great rebounders, and he's still managing to get you, you know, 11, 12 rebounds. Um, it's, and that can't be done without them literally, like, letting him, him get the rebounds. And that's what the, the tape show. I mean, it's, it's very, it's blatant. They, People are just they, moving out of his way and letting them. In yeah, case you, had, like in they, case you don't know what we're talking about. And, and talk they'll about. let it go and let him get it. And for somebody to average a triple-double, that got to be something that the whole team, team buys, is, especially right. for a point guard averaging that many rebounds. The whole team got to um, gotta be in on that. Because, I mean, I know when I played, I'm 6'9". Them big men, they wasn't they wasn't playing no games about taking their rebounds. You go down there and try to get a rebound, they might push out the way. It's like, man, get out of here. Don't touch these our rebounds. You shoot, I rebound. And that's, you know, that's how the game used to be. I feel like if, like, I know it hasn't been done since Oscar, but like Oscar was saying, man, I wasn't really worried about that. Just be out there playing to win. We're not trying to force triple doubles. Like, if, if Mike wanted to be like, man, hey, Kyle Wright, Horace Grant, I need to get four, four, right, four right, more right, rebounds. Right, right, right. Um, hey, Curry, y'all spot up. I'm, you know, I'm gonna sacrifice four points. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get right four or five more assists. Michael Jordan could have had the triple double if he wanted to every year. Right. But that wasn't his job. My job to score, your job to rebound, your job to pass the ball. And everybody got to be on board for this to happen. But he, I mean, he's doing it. He, he plays crazy hard and, and, you know, his motor's unbelievable. Um, I'm just not a, I mean, sometimes I just wish stats didn't even exist. I'm just not a fan of like, Playing, playing for stats because some sometimes he he make big shots and they win, and sometimes he he, he it looks like bad basketball and he, he messes the game up. When, trying to you kind you kind of get the feeling that in this hypothetical there's a fast break, you know one of those whether it was a steal and turnover and nobody's down there. Westbrook gets the fast break and he throws it to me, and I'm the only person on that side of the court and I throw it to you and then you get the dunk. Westbrook probably looking at me kind of funny like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just took my assist. I throw you the ball, dunk the basketball. Why you hand right. it to him and get? You know what I mean? Like these are my assists, and the the numbers are are just phenomenal. They just are. There's no denying the numbers, and that's fine. But I I can't see how you can watch those games and say that this is good basketball. I, I, when he's I, taking forty I, shots and still managing to get you fifteen assists. It's like he's giving nobody else a chance to to. To do anything, I mean to cut you off. No, but I feel like they, like people, really underestimate their team. Like Victor Oladipo, he's averaging like 17, 16. He could average twenty. Yes, he could. If you let him. Yes, he could. And Enos Cantor can average twenty and ten if you let him. He averages like fifteen and like seven or eight. And he plays like twenty minutes. Enos Cantor is a problem. That dude he's can play. Definitely a problem. Yeah, and these these guys, there's two guys there that can get you twenty. Taz Gibson. Another guy that can get you, you know what I mean, double double. Steven Adams can get you double double. He's just these guys just not getting the opportunity. Like they say he he don't got nobody around him. He doesn't have to do all the stuff that he does. This is what he what he's choosing to do. I watched that Rockets game and um OKC game and watched it with a, with, uh, with 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 Big Tremaine, who's one of, you know, Westbrook's uh biggest mm-hmm. followers. And I could just I, I got to the point where we were playing a game where I'd say every time up the court you give me over under two passes for this possession. And he'd be like, bet. And we'll watch it. Every time up, one, two passes would be the most out of that offense. The most. He's going to dribble the ball and attack it as hard as he can. And he would throw it, might throw it to somebody else, and you have to shoot it. Or he's shooting it himself. 
every single time up the court. Meanwhile, in the Houston court, Harden dribbles the ball up, might pass it to somebody else, and that person passes it to somebody else, and then, you know, and then he might get it back for an open look, but it doesn't look like Harden is forcing it like it did. And I, neither one of us have been Harden fans. We've been very Harden, Harden over the years. And I, I watch him and I, he's playing the best bas- team basketball that I've seen right now. I, I, I feel like it's Harden and, um, and Kawhi. I would love for Kawhi, like if, if Spurs would have taken, um, the number one seed, um, I, I mean, I would probably give it to Kawhi myself or, or Harden, like you said. Um, but I just feel like, you know, Russ averaging a triple double, he'll probably, he'll probably get it. And that, um, what was his last game he had? Was, was it the Spurs game? It was one game against a good team. He, that, I think that 57 point triple double might, might have, might have really, Jim, but James Harden had a fifty-four point triple double early this year. Yeah, but you know when 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 it comes down to the stretch and right, it, you know, like like in boxing, you know, you that first loss you had early in career, everybody forget. Yeah, you you know you you lose lately. This this is what they remember. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. I I just I just see it as bad basketball, and and I don't see how people, more people and and at the root of all of this is that when does anybody address that a triple double is a made up stat? Like it's not even what what the hell is that? That just means that so you did so what if you scored thirty points, nine rebounds, and nine assists? That that means anything less than you know what I mean? That, that's just ridiculous. Think mm-hmm. about how many times Jason Kidd had ten, ten, and nine and just sat down. Right. All the time it would happen. Right. You know what I mean? He, Dr- Jason Kidd used to, used to miss triple doubles by points all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, you never got the feel like Jason Kidd was like, need to get 10 in this category, 10 in this category, and 10 in that category. Like that, that's just, it's just silly to me. It just, it just. That's what numbers, numbers, you know, do to the game. Yeah. And it's bad basketball. I'm, I'm sorry. Give my, give my, my vote to either Harden or Kawhi. A1, um, you had something else? Was it something that we missed? No, we're running on a short uh, time uh, this week. Wanted to make sure that we touched on uh, on on all this NBA stuff going in. Go ahead, anyone. Couple of um, fights, DJ. I'm sure you were tuned into. Did you uh, want to put your opinion out there about any of them? Triple G had a fight a couple of weeks ago. Um, Thurman, I think, had a fight a couple of weeks before that. Any thoughts on those? Um, yeah, the Thurman, Thurman, Thurman Garcia fight. I thought it was a good fight. I thought um, Thurman won pretty easily. It was funny. I was boxing is just crazy because one of the judges actually had um, Danny Garcia winning the fight, and other two picked Thurman. And you know the guys I was watching the fight with, they were like, "Man," because they, they thought you know it was about to be you know some kind of you know how you know how boxing goes where he was gonna give the fight to Danny and um and they 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 gave the Thurman, but still just. That one judge, like, how could how are we watching the same fight, and you and you're getting paid to judge this fight? And you had Danny Garcia sitting winning that fight. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, and it happens so much. Yes, it it's, does. It's, it's ridiculous. And um, as far as the um the, the Triple G Jacobs fight, I thought Jacobs fought his tail off. Um, I I thought Triple G won. Um, I just, well, just with Triple G, we just got so used to him just knocking everybody out. That now he's kind of fighting against his own name. It's like I heard a few people say some somebody in our chat was like, "Man, he watched the fight. He thought Jacobs won." I'm like, "Well, 
I mean, I'm not going to go that far. I and, thought and, Jacobs fought well. And just from the reactions didn't. that I was hearing, DJ, is that where people weren't, a lot of people weren't saying that Triple G lost. It was more like he didn't beat him up as bad as everybody thought he was going to. You know what I mean? That that was the argument. That's, that's what it was. So now you're, now, as though you're not beating him up as bad as people, you know, expected. I was telling, like I was telling, I'm like, he's a good fighter. Jacob's knocked his last 12 guys out. Jacob's knocked out one of the better fighters in the world, in Peter Quill, in the first round. And so now, but uh, he's not beating the dude up as bad as people expect. That don't mean he's not winning the rounds. Right. He landed more punches. He landed, he landed more punches. He landed the harder punches. He still dropped them. He, he, he landed him at a better percentage. And he, I thought he still wanted to fight. It just, you know, it just wasn't what, what, what people expected. Like, like, you know, people saying that they think Floyd, you know, may have lost to Madonna because Madonna, you know, roughed up a little more than we used to seeing. That don't mean Floyd wasn't winning the rounds. That, that's what happens in, in a lot of these things. When you set the bar so high, people just, you know, start questioning. You know what you were doing. I remember when Serena at one point, people were like, "Yo, she just doesn't have it anymore." And it was like, "Cause she's not winning every single tournament." <laughs> I mean, like, come on, that's ridiculous. Right. I mean, she can't win every single thing all the time forever. Right. Oh man, lost it. Is that it? Ooh. Keep going in and out. Well, anyway, <laughs> it was about that time anyway. These are you still there, DJ? Yeah, I, nah, I, I'm just on pause, but I can see myself. I just can't oh, see y'all. Well, we can't see you. We got the nice background uh, screen of the Apple. I, could, I couldn't even see, but we can hear you. Yeah, I, 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 um, I can hear y'all, and <laughs> I can see myself. <laughs> All right, well, we're a little short on time today, so we just wanted to catch up with our fans who keep asking about us and if we're still alive. And, yes, we are all still alive. We are working through a lot. Uh, DJ had a busy schedule with uh, Cincinnati in the tournament, but we will be back sooner next time. Um, DJ, do you have any information you want to tell us about the um the Big Three tournament? Um, well, the draft the, the, we're gonna have a draft um April twenty seventh out in Vegas. It's gonna, guys are gonna go through a camp um and you know the the captains of the teams you know they got to draft you know at least three three more players to fill the roster. It's a five man team. Um, the first game is at the Barclays Center on Sunday, June twenty fifth. It'll be, is it going to be like every week? It's going to be every weekend throughout the summer? I believe it's going to be, all the games going to be on Sundays in different locations every Sunday. And it's every, every team plays, like your whole league will be in that city, right? I assume, yeah, the whole league will be there. There'll probably just be a day, a whole day of however many teams there is, four games. Okay. And you said the first game is when? June, 20, June 25th. Barclay, that's close enough to drive. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be there. That's something. Huh? He's not going to know that now. You don't know. You have no idea what the schedule is after that. No. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know how they're going to do that. Maybe they'll make make an announcement, you know, a week ahead of time. I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything on the weeks after that yet. Okay. All right. Well, again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We apologize for uh, one little technical difficulty here at the end, but for the long layoff. And we will be back sooner than later. Uh, it's actually my favorite part of the season. I love the NBA playoffs, man. It's that's it's good. I can't wait for it. I'm looking forward to it. And I, I really, if I could ask for one thing right now, I just pray that we get a healthy Golden State and a healthy Cleveland. Yeah. I, I hate when things are determined by by injuries, man. Let, let's let's see these two dream teams. Let's see them put on the show. Yeah, yeah, one, one yeah I mean, I, I, I mean, I hope, 
I hope the whole playoffs is good. I don't at least let Cleveland, you know, yeah. get get somebody take yeah. them to a seven for, game for series the, or somebody let's win some games. For the first time in a while, I I feel a little bit more confident about the competition in the East than I have in a while. I, I do feel like Toronto, Boston, and Wizards are are good teams. I I just yeah. think at I just think that that the Cavs are so top heavy. You know what I mean that. You know, you look at some of those teams and you could say, man, those their best player would be the fourth or fifth best player on that team. Yeah. On the Cleveland team. But I I, I feel more confident about the East than I have in the past couple of years and that I think that they can at least put up a fight. I do think that some of those other teams can put up a fight. You got something, anyone? Um, I was just going to say there's going to be a lot of good point guards in this uh, playoffs. I was thinking maybe we can get back out here like next week. But whenever right before the playoffs start, maybe have you guys do like a point guard draft. We did that last year and it's so tough. But I'm up for it. We can do that. I'm, I'm up for it. And, and matter of fact, the funny thing would be kind of like if we could find our list from just a year ago and compare them. <laughs> you know what I mean? How, how much what's changed, you know, since then. You there, DJ? We can do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we can do that. You just cut them out. Okay, okay. All right, well, thank you again for everybody tuning in, and we will catch you uh, very shortly, hopefully next week. All right, everybody have a good uh, weekend. Stay safe and uh, enjoy your sports. Later.